We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we shine. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our responses be prime. All bases covered, Woo. yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go, so do grab a Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic that safe to the culture We sending the spark, we cover all bases Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast We're here on a Friday I'm Missing everybody. Uh, I'm here by myself. Oh, here comes Josh. Uh, Josh is here right on time, right at 8 o'clock as we're kicking things off. I don't know if we got Sam today. We're still missing our producer, Joe, but we got Josh at least. At least at least Josh is on the line ready to talk some football and make fun of the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, that's because you guys saved the best to come on the show for tonight. In the snowstorm of Cincinnati, Ohio, fucking negative yeah. 50 degrees out almost. Feels like it, but it's probably like, what, negative 10 with the wind hey, chill? No, neg- negative 30 with the wind okay, chill. Negative 30 with the wind chill. So, yeah. So, it's, so it's bad time. here in Ohio. So, oh. Whoever's listening, wherever you are, I hope you're safe. I hope you're warm uh, here, man. And the weather across much of the country is pretty pretty brutal as well. But, yeah, we're here in Cincinnati with negative 30 temps. Sam, Sam's not feeling very good today, uh, even though he had texted me earlier saying he wanted to talk about the Trevor Power situation, so which we will get to later today. But, uh yeah, apparently he's not feeling great, so he's out. Our producer, I don't know what's going on with our producer, so, but our producer is uh, not here. So we're going to kick things off a little bit. Voice. Yeah, if I should be late, I'll probably dial in four or five minutes later, so that's okay. Uh, I don't know if you watched the game last night, Josh. To me, Jags and Jets are just – it's not a game that I'm interested in. There's a certain teams – I don't care about watching. And the Jets are one of them. The Jags are another one. The Titans are another one. Unless the Titans are playing the Bengals, I really don't give a shit about them. And the Texans are another one. That, that That's like that for me. I don't really care if they're on. I don't really want to watch. Well, that's and because you have nothing invested. You don't have any of their players on your fantasy team. That's why. Well, that's true, too. I don't have... That, well, that's not true, actually, because I got Trevor Lawrence in my dynasty in the dynasty league, but I've been eliminated from the playoffs, so it doesn't really fucking matter anymore at this point. Exactly. So, uh, you, you are you officially don't care about them teams because of that. If you had them, then you'd pay attention. Have, I did have a bit of an interest in the fact that if the Jags won, the Bengals locked up a playoff spot, and number two. Exactly. Uh, to see how Christian Kirk did for Josh Neal. But uh, other than that, I didn't really give a shit about the game. It wasn't a great game. The Jaguars did what they had to do. They scored 19 points. They held the Jets to three. But Zach Wilson was awful. 
Zach Wilson was awful He's done. in this game. They turned to a little-known journeyman backup. I can't even pronounce his last name. Chris something. Um, I, I, I don't even fucking know his name. Chris Strebler. Chris Strebler, who was a journeyman. <laughs> his ball, like he, all right, I don't know if you saw the whole game, Josh, but he had C.J. Uzama wide open on, in, the, in the fucking middle of the field. If he hits him in stride, it's a 45-yard touchdown. But he badly – Strebler under – so badly underthrew the ball that Uzama had to basically stop, turn around, and catch it and, and fell down and basically got 12 or 14 yards instead of like 40 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and people still cheered because it was a completion. That's how bad Zach Wilson was. I, yeah, they, I hate he's already say, played what? They were talking what? about that quarterback. He played 50% better than Zach Wilson did the whole game. Yeah, so that's fucking yeah. that was sad. I, I, I was right before the podcast, I was reading an article, and that's exactly what they are talking to. It's like it's pretty bad when the Jets have to turn to a practice squad guy from the CFL, yeah. um, and he looked better than the second-round pick in the draft. Not second, not, not second round pick, second overall sure, pick. Second, second pick in the draft. Yeah, second second pick yeah. overall in the draft. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So, and to me, that, that, that tells you something, that he is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, no. And he'll, he'll probably be cut within the next year or so. It, which kind is, of it's sad. But... Freaking, uh, Johnny Manziel a little bit, dude. Johnny Man, well, you know who he reminds me the most of? Kyle Bowler. That too. You remember Bowler had all these this cannon for an arm. He was sitting there throwing the ball through goalposts from one knee from, like, the 25-yard line. Like, everybody raved about him, and he, he didn't do shit in Baltimore. And Zach Wilson, yeah, but... I, I – go ahead. The, the difference really between Bowler and, and Wilson, and like I said, the reason why I said Manziel is he's already lost that locker room. You're a year and a half into the season, or into your career, you've already lost the locker room. Manziel did the same yeah. thing. Like you're going out in the fucking partying, you're you're trying to date teammates' wife or mothers. Like come on. Yeah. So you well, you you don't care about football, your press conferences was a telltale a few weeks ago. Uh, oh, do you shoulder any of the blame? No. It, we, it's, all, it's a team. No, the fucking defense showed up. The defense has showed up all year. You haven't shown up. The offensive weapons you have, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, uh, CJ, the running back, they're all performing. You're not. So no one else. All right, so let me ask you a question, Josh, because, you know, he's there's been a lot of busts before. He's not the last one. There'll be others that are drafted high. But um, here's the thing. I've never been a big fan of guys who have one good season in college and are, are either start for one year and have really great seasons or have one really great season and another one or two seasons that are very mediocre. They don't tend to pan out in the draft very often. There's a few outliers here and there, but for the most part, 
they don't pan out. Uh, I can point to I can point to Zach Wilson. I can point to Jamarcus Russell. I can point to Cade McNown, Achilles Smith. Fucking the list goes on and on and on about guys who had one really good season. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, sandwiched by a lot of mediocrity or only having one good season in general. So I. Zach Wilson was always a risky pick. I, I always thought the Jets probably should have gone Justin Fields there. They didn't. Whatever. So, if you're the Jets, Josh, here to me, here are your options. Here are your options after the season. You either run it back with Mike White and hope that maybe he can be somebody that gets you nine or ten wins with the talent you have there, that's option one. Option two is hope that wherever you're drafting at, probably what, going to be somewhere between 17 and 20, hope that a guy like Anthony Richardson or Hendon Hooker is there in the late first round for you to draft. Or three, Make a run at a free agent quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. Try to get Tom Brady. Try to swing a deal for Aaron Rodgers. Or maybe try to see if you can uh, get another veteran, sign another guy there um, and and get someone like a Jimmy G, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. I think those are your only three options. And I don't don't know if you think there's a fourth one or if you think what option. Maybe throw the bag at Lamar Jackson, see if he'll come sign in New York. I, I don't know, but Josh, what, what do you think the Jets should be doing here in this situation right now? Because they're kind of stuck. I mean, honestly, I think they're they're a quarterback away. Their defense is fucking solid. Their defense has kept yeah. them in most of these games this year, right? So right. they have offensive weapons. They got they got the rookie running back, Brees Hall. He'll be back next year. So and he looked pretty good when he was there. You've got weapons. You got Corey Davis. You got Garrett Wilson. So you've got you've got a start of a good team. You just have to have that quarterback well, leader. Elijah Moore too, who's underutilized Elijah, too, yeah. man. So you've got talent. So what what do you need? You need that one piece. You have to have a quarterback. So do you take a chance and draft another rookie? And maybe they pan out. Maybe they not. When you're when you're literally a quarterback away from making the playoffs, I think they need to sign a. Quarterback, I think they a free agent quarterback would do wonders, and then maybe the the following year, then you draft a QB, right? Uh, I I heard I heard rumblings of Jimmy Garoppolo since he's a free agent and he's got that link with Robert uh, Slay or yeah. whatever you're supposed to last name. Uh, yeah. Tom Brady, I've heard uh, Vegas under McDaniel's and also San Francisco as an option okay. for him. I think he'll go out that way if he doesn't retire. Um, Lamar Jackson would be an interesting prospect. Um, uh, and then and then you said one one QB name, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How ironic! How ironic would it be <laughs> for him to go to the Jets? Just like hey, far. you just ran. You ran Brett Farr out of fucking Green Bay, and he went to the Jets. And now you could possibly go to the Jets. That would be ironic as shit. Does that mean that if, uh, if Rodgers goes 
to the Jets, then a few years later we're going to hear about some kind of fraud or whatever with Rodgers? No, no, uh, penis pictures. No, I, I, no, actually, yeah, it'll probably be newbie pictures to some staffer like uh, like Jen Serger yeah. and Brett Favre. And then maybe and then maybe yeah. Raven Rogers will end his career with the Vikings. His last two seasons will be with the Vikings after Kirk Cousins leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that but, would be ironic as yeah, shit. I mean, as sad as it is to say, dude, Zach Wilson's done. He doesn't look like a competent NFL quarterback at this point in time. He just oh. doesn't. No, I mean I I don't see why they fucking picked him over some of these other QBs. Well, but I, I that but made no sense. He has the capability, but his give a damn is not there. His passion to win is not there. Uh, like no. you said, you know, the interviews a couple weeks ago, or a few weeks ago, where they're like, you know, take blame, and he's like, no. He goes, Every, everyone didn't do their job. And it's like, no, buddy, you didn't do your job. And then you're not studying your book. You got to be the field general on that field you know you're the general on that field for the whole team and if you've got your head up your fucking ass like it shows yeah and that's what no, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say this about zach wilson is i never believed he was going to be a, a very good nfl quarterback college Neither did i yeah college yes because i mean it, it, like i said he reminded me so much of fucking johnny manzel Hey, I'm just gonna throw this ball up and hopefully some one of my teammates catches it and come down with it. And that's what he was doing at BYU. That's why his stats were fucking great that year. And he was running what? the ball. He took Oh, sorry, go ahead, Josh. Finish finish with your side. I mean, he he was he yep. was taking the opportunity to run the ball. There was times in that game it was third and one. And he yeah. overthrew Corey Davis. When he could easily ran the fucking ball and got two yards to get the first down. Or take the check down. Take the check down thing for two or three yards and still picks up the first down. You can't tell me that in the route three. That's what he was doing, and he overthrew the the guy. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, the other thing with Johnny, Johnny Manziel that you pointed out is you're right. He would make throws that you would watch in college, and you'd be like, oh, that's not working on me. Well, he can't do that in the NFL. And he also had the benefit of throwing to Mike Evans in college, right? Because Mike Evans was his college receiver, his top receiver. And he would throw these balls where you're just like, dude, that's getting fucking picked in the NFL. And sure enough, his shit didn't work in the NFL because you can't make crazy throws 50% 50% of the time and expect to be successful. Mahomes will pull a no-look pass here and there. He'll do something. Mahomes is one of one, right? There's no – it's just like Steph Curry. When you draft in the NBA, you're not finding a guy that can shoot like Steph Curry. He's one of one. There's no other Steph Currys in the league. Nobody can replicate in NFL. You can't. Mahomes is an athletic marvel that you cannot reproduce. It doesn't matter. You can't copycat it. You can't Xerox it. It's over. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson, yeah, Josh, I mean, if he can't make the regular throws, if he can't get out of his own head, then he's he's done, man. He, he's – I. And, 
I don't know if there's a team that can say, okay, Zach, come here, sit for a year or two, and we'll fix you. That I don't know if that can happen because Mitch Trubisky, they thought he might have been fixed in Buffalo to an extent when he was backing up Josh Allen, and you saw he got another shot to start in Pittsburgh, and he looked fucking awful. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a place that you can say, okay, Zach, we're going to send you here. Yeah, or 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 his agents like go sign here, sit sit for a year or two, and, and see if you can learn something and maybe build up your value again. Like, does he go to Green Bay and sit behind Aaron Rodgers? Is you know Aaron Rodgers? Again. Can he go to Green Bay to the Rams and sit behind Stafford? You know, maybe do the Bengals take a shot at maybe rehabbing him and letting him sit behind Burrow and him being oh. an insurance policy in case Burrow gets hurt? No. No. He'll be, no. He'll be trying to date Burrow's mom. <laughs> no, because Burrow's mom's not single. No, I know it doesn't that. Matter oh, for, just it doesn't matter for old Zach Wilson. <laughs> Could date anybody's mom. So, before we get – so, since we're talking quarterbacks, before we get to some fantasy football stuff, I want to I unveil my quarterback tier slash hierarchy. And I, I worked on this last night and uh, a little bit today. So, I've separated, and I've separated quarterbacks into different tiers. So, I'm going to start at the bottom here. And the first, the first tier here is – if this is your starting quarterback, you need a new one, meaning you better draft one or find one in free agency because none of these guys are getting the job done. And, you know, I, I will say, like, you just never – I was going to say, you just never know with, you know, quarterbacks. And, and I'm not saying that um, this, this is going to happen for this dude, but um, I'm just looking here. So, example, so – do you know which quarterback uh, playing for a team that finished one and fifteen uh, a year after going three and thirteen? Um, they held the quarterback back the, uh, for their first start in the rest of year one. Uh, the quarterback threw for 180 yards, 17 for 35, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, two sacks and had a passer rating of 40.2. You know who that was? Lamar Jackson. Troy Aikman. Also a much different era, but yes, I, yeah. Troy Aikman was shaky, but the Cowboys were a really shitty team when they drafted Troy Aikman. And then they drafted Emmitt Smith. They drafted Michael Irvin. They oh, yeah. signed no, Charles. I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, in general – is there a possibility that he turns it around? And yeah, there's a possibility. There's always a chance. But I will say a difference, you know, since I and I used Troy Aikman as the example, the difference between Troy Aikman and him is Troy Aikman studied his books. He knows his plays. He 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 wouldn't even have to look where the receiver was to know where the receiver was going to be. Uh, you, you want to you know how you can tell a, a good quarterback? Honestly, if you listen to him, uh, remember plays from, hey, this play we did, 
and it went to this receiver. They can go back without looking at the film and know exactly what play it was. Yeah. Uh, you look at Tony, Tony Romo, Drew Brees, Troy Aikman, uh, Peyton Manning. They're all pretty good analysts because they can recognize the play just looking at the field before it even happens. That's well, that's how the other you know they're fucking legit. Wilson doesn't audible at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He doesn't know. So, well, he's in this bottom tier. So, here are the quarterbacks that if they were your starter, you're probably looking for a new one. And I get it. For one of the, the first guy on this list, they, they've already, the team has already turned to their rookie quarterback, but they probably still need to draft somebody. So, there it is. Marcus Mariota, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, Taylor Heineck, Sam Darnold, and Davis Mills are the seven quarterbacks on this on this bottom tier that I'm saying, hey, if this is your guy, you, you need a different one because these guys aren't getting the job done. They're they're either washed up a la Matt Ryan or they're a never was like a Sam Darnold and uh, a Marcus Mariota, or they're just not very good like Zach Wilson and Davis Mills. Regardless, you need a new quarterback. The next tier up is there's not enough data to know yet. One of these guys you might disagree with me on, but I will explain my I will explain it here. So not enough data to know yet. Kenny Pickett is in here because I don't know if he's really good average or going to be a bust he's shown glimpses the Steelers are in playoff contentions so to speak they they're they're close to a winning record um he's looked good at times but he's also looked very much like a rookie at times so for me I don't have enough data I don't think he looks as bad as like a Zach Wilson does but I also don't think he shows glimpses of being phenomenal like uh, Justin Fields or a Joe Burrow. So, too early to tell yet. Not enough data to know yet. The second quarterback I have on this list is Deshaun Watson. Now, you might say, not enough data to know yet. He's been to Pro Bowls. He's been in the league for a while. Correct. But, can Deshaun Watson get back to that elite or close to elite level that he that he showed in Houston after two years off? I don't know. I don't know if he'll ever get back to that level again. He might be, but from what I'm seeing in these couple of games in Cleveland, he hasn't shown it to me. He hasn't shown that he is an elite quarterback. So not enough data to know yet. Deshaun Watson very well you, at the end. What? Go ahead, Josh. I, I will tell you one thing. Now, granted, he's only been back two games. He's only played two, what, two Three. games? Three. Three games. Three games. And, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he's shown glimpses. But um, they're still not. But we also got to remember, he's been off for seven hundred, seven hundred game or seven hundred days before he started playing again, right? If you go back the last few years, you go back the last couple years with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow missed all preseason. Didn't really have anything his first year, second year, third year, right? He's looked like shit in his first couple games, and then he turns it around. So. I think Deshaun Watson will end up getting back there. I mean, we can't say after three games that he can't. So, no. I would say they're still, why I have they're still there. I don't, I don't see him in – yeah, I, I still don't see him. I, I think he's higher up, honestly, than where, where you have him. Okay. And that's kind of why I chimed in on this. 
Um, but like you said, there's still not enough data, but I still think he's a top 20 quarterback right now. Okay. My Here's my thing with Deshaun Watson and who I'm going to compare him to. Mike Vick went away to prison for how many years, Josh? Do you guys remember that, Joe? Josh, do you remember how many? Was it two years, two or three years? Two he went years, to prison. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, maybe a little bit longer for Mike Vick. When Mike Vick came back, and he played for Philadelphia. He had spurts of being pretty good, but he never came close to the same player that he was in Atlanta before he got arrested. Vic, uh, Vic was in for 21 months. Okay. 21 months. About but, the I mean, same amount of time. Vic still had a fucking great – he had a great couple years in Philly. No, so, not yeah, great. He, he never re- – Not great, man. Not great. Uh, here, let me pull up the stats here. Or Joe, if you didn't they make up, didn't they make a, a big run? Weren't they like one of the top top teams one of the years? He made twelve. Okay, in two thousand and ten, Josh, he made twelve starts for Philly because the year before that, he signed in two thousand and nine. He missed all of oh seven and all of oh eight. In two thousand nine, he signed with Philadelphia, but he only started one game, so don't really count that. 2010, he became a starter after uh, played started in 12 games. Uh, he he was eight and three, 12 games. I don't know what happened with the other other game. Uh, why they don't count it on this pro stats? He was offensive player of the year and comeback player of the year, and he made a Pro Bowl in 2010. He threw for 3,018 yards, 21 touchdowns, six interceptions. Okay, he also ran. He also ran. I don't. Oh. I, this is shows rushing stats on this one. Um, okay, so oh, I'm rushing in 2010, he ran for 676 yards and nine touchdowns. The next so season, 3,700 3, yards. Yeah. The, now the next season, he threw for 3,300 yards. Yeah, 3,300 yards, 18 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Only completed 59% of his passes. The Eagles were seven and six uh, with him starting, and he only ran. He only ran for a total of 589 yards and one touchdown. And it got worse from there. Um, in fact, he lost his job after 2012 when he started off the season three and seven as a starter. So he had a great 2010 and his first full season back is starting. Maybe we see that with Watson, but it went downhill pretty quickly after that. But you're right, Josh. Could he – could he – Go up this up this tier, absolutely. But I'm not. I, I need to see more data. I need to see how he looks next season with a full training camp and a full preseason and being with this team and shaking off the rust. So, um, I I will agree with you that. But like I said, that's why he's in this category. Not enough data to know yet. And so he the way and this is also based on the way they're playing right now, which is why I have Deshaun Watson pretty close to the bottom. All right. The next tier is average quarterbacks, which are, which could be, these are teams that, hey, if they had the chance to go grab a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, they would, but they're probably not drafting a new one. Uh, They would only upgrade if, if something came along. And in this group, I have Jared Goff, I have Derek Carr, I have Max Jones, I have Daniel Jones, 
I have Geno Smith, and I have Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson may surprise some because Denver brought him in thinking they could get a Super Bowl with him. He looks shot this year. And I don't know if it's the head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know what it is. But Russell Wilson looks shot this year. He's another guy that I feel like, I don't know, is he, is he done? Is he washed? Because Cam Newton was washed at 30 years old. Uh, and could Russell Wilson be washed at this point? I don't know. We'll see. And Jared Goff, you know the Lions are looking to upgrade that quarterback possibly. I don't know if they do this year. I don't know if they'll draft a new one. But if you gave the Lions the option to have an elite quarterback, they'd probably take it. I think the I think the Raiders, you mentioned it earlier, Josh, that the Raiders might be looking to upgrade to Tom Brady. If they were satisfied, wholly satisfied with Derek Carr, they wouldn't be shopping around potentially. And I don't know if the Giants are going to retain Daniel Jones. Um, I don't, you know, I think the Seahawks might keep Geno Smith on a cheap contract. They're probably not going to draft one. But it, I think these six quarterbacks are, are about average. Um, you know, you might not be looking to replace them in the draft, but if a better option came along, I think these the, the teams that have these six quarterbacks would definitely be listening. Hey, and, um, and just so you're aware, just so you're aware, yeah. Uh, with Detroit, with Jared Goff, they have the Rams' as first-round pick, and the Rams are fucking 4-10. Yeah. So that could yeah. turn to a f- top-five pick. They probably will draft a QB in the first round. Because yeah. uh, it, what, it, what it sounds like more and more likely is Bryce Young will go number one, and C.J. Stroud will probably go number two in the quarterback list. So three, yeah, and the Lions right now have the third pick in the draft from from the Rams. So they could so be, yeah, he could draft. be heading up to Detroit. If you got golf there, you probably feel like you don't have to rush Stroud onto the field, right? Like you could just cool. let golf be the guy for a year or two, and then <laughs> let Stroud sit and learn, and and then come on and, and take over. So you already got Jamison Williams there, who Stroud's familiar with. You you got. Um, you know, you got you got uh, Aiden Amon Hutchinson, who's Brown. pretty familiar with C.J. Stroud. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. was that was a Michigan reference. If anybody didn't know who that was, <laughs> sock the shit out of him. All right, so, uh, going up to the next tier is young up and comers but I need to see more. So these these quarterbacks in this list have – You might need to reward that. Of, what? You need to reward that. Why? Okay. Um, anyways, these young quarterbacks are up and coming. <laughs> uh, seen enough to, to truly justify them being, you know, uh, really great or above average, but – they look like they could be the franchise quarterbacks, and that's Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and, and Tua. Uh, to me, um, uh, these guys, Trevor Lawrence lately, you know, this this last, what, five or six games, he's looked like the franchise quarterback the Jaguars drafted. Fields, the last about two months or so, has looked like the man in Chicago, and Tua, for stretches, this season looked 
very, very good, but then also has had some stretches as of late that he doesn't, he looks below average. So I need to see more consistency. I need to see more from these guys, but these look like uh, a couple up and coming quarterbacks that could cement themselves higher in the place uh, before when it's all said and done. Uh, next here is these guys can win you games, but they're not elite. Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tyler Murray, and Kirk Cousins. All these guys can win games. Jimmy took his team to a Super Bowl. I think Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins are capable of, you know, with enough talent around them, taking their team to a Super Bowl. But they're not going to win because of because of these guys. These guys are solid, above-average quarterbacks, but they're not elite, elite, not the best of the best. And so, um, you know, Kyler Murray, I think Arizona really thought that he was going to be special. And at times he's looked special, but I, I don't know if it's Kingsbury. I don't know if it's him not studying. I don't know if it's his size. But Kyler just – he looks he looks injury-prone. I don't, I don't, think, he, and so I don't think he's on that tier. I, I think okay. he's further down in your list. He's probably with, like, a okay. Garrett Goff. He hasn't had a, he hasn't really had a winning season yet. He hasn't led them to a winning season. Um, in my eyes, were they eleven and six last year? Yeah, but then they lost like five or six straight, and they yeah. just didn't they didn't look good. They, I mean, that's the story of Cliff Cliff Kingsbury, right? Looks really good the yeah. first half of the year, and the second half they just fall off a cliff. So you're supposed to be that franchise quarterback. You've got fucking weapons. And you're just not using them to, yeah. to your advantage. And they, like this year, they they have not looked good at all. No, they, they look money on. Yeah, they look horrible. So, I, I I think I think he needs to be on the the level below where you have him. At least I can okay. trust. I'm, I'm not a big Dak Prescott fan. I don't think he's going to lead a team to a Super Bowl, but. A must-win game. I would trust him more than than Kyler Murray any day of the week. Okay, that's fair. We'll see. We'll see where I end up with at the next season. But that's fair. That's fair. I, I can see it. Um, the next tier up, I have aging superstar quarterback. This is Brady, Rogers, and Stafford. Um, Brady has had a tough situation in Tampa with a new coach. Offensive line's been beat up. Um, Aaron Rodgers breaking in new receivers hasn't looked necessarily in sync all year. And Stafford obviously was injured most of this year. Didn't look like himself, but at any given time, you know, we, we've seen Brady lead fourth quarter comebacks. We've seen Rodgers do his thing. Um, I think Stafford might be able to bounce back next year, but, um, right now this, this is that next tier is your aging superstar tier with Brady Rodgers and Stafford. Um, above them, these are your franchise quarterbacks. These quarterbacks, I think you can build a team around. I don't think they're the absolute elite, but I think they're very, very, very good. And this this list has Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, and Lamar Jackson. I think you can build your team around these guys, and you can win a lot of ball games. Um, and I think they're very good. I just don't think they're in that elite best of the best category. 
which I saved for three quarterbacks. And now, Josh, you might disagree. Maybe maybe you think I should have more than these three quarterbacks in there. Maybe you don't. But here are my elite Super Bowl caliber quarterbacks, and it's Mahomes, Burrow, and Josh Allen. And that's the top group. You You don't have your boy Herbert in there? I have Herbert and franchise quarterbacks. I have it one okay. tier below. One tier below. Franchise quarterbacks, Herbert, Hurts, and Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Okay. One tier below the Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Trifecta. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. No, I mean I the Burrow <sighs> Burrow, Allen and, and Mahomes are by far the three best in the league. Uh I mean, they go out and win. They're winners. Yeah. They they demand perfection from their team. They study. They're they're exactly what you're looking for in a QB, and that's it. That's what you want. And they're very rare and hard to come by, right? Yep. Yep. And it's like you saw it, Josh. Those that tier, that franchise quarterback tier, can win you a Super Bowl, um, a la Eli Manning, a la um, a couple of these other quarterbacks. Even like Joe I would Flacco? say, that I would even say, no, Joe Flacco's probably in the can win you games but not elite category at the time. But that Ravens team was so stacked on uh, defense, and Flacco seemed to turn it on in the playoffs. That I think that's how they got a championship because, but like, I I would even venture to say that Roethlisberger was in the franchise quarterback list, but not the elite best of the best quarterback list. Like when bullshit. I think back, bullshit. No, so you would put so I'm, Peyton I'm Manning, bullshit. Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. I would, and, and I would and put Roethl- maybe, I would put Roethlisberger up there too. I hate the fucking rapist, but I give that man respect. He fucking won. He won lots and lots of games. He had the arm talent. He was very tough to get down. And what he he went to a couple of Super Bowls. So, I mean, doesn't he have more rings than Aaron Rodgers? Just saying. Yeah, he does, and he has more rings than Drew Brees too. There you go. So I would I would have him as a when he was playing, he was an elite quarterback. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, he he went to three Super Bowls. He won two. He lost to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and he beat the Cardinals and the Seahawks. So, yeah, I, I get it. You're you're probably right on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's my tiers for this season. Um, like I said, it's a fluid list. Things people can move up or down. Um, I'll tell you what, if Jalen Hurts continues to play at the same level he's played at for the next year or two he might have to go up to that elite Super Bowl caliber category. And if Herbert can start showing something, you know, his team seemed to disappoint, though, Josh. Wouldn't you agree? The Chargers were expected to be a top team this year, and they're, like, sitting at, what, barely five, a little bit over 500? They're like they're, hey, right, now, right now they're in the playoffs, right? And that's all you, yeah. all you need. The Bengals, the Bengals were right there, too. They're like, hey, are we going to make the playoffs? Luckily, they won the division that year, but it was yeah. like, are they good enough? Are they good enough? Yes, they beat they beat uh, Kansas City and 
But they had a pretty easy schedule last year besides a couple of games, right? This year they yeah. showed out they can ball, and they beat playoff caliber teams, uh, especially during this, this win streak, right? So yeah. count the Chargers out. you got to remember, at the beginning of the year, they weren't healthy. They had uh, Mike Williams out. They had Keenan Allen Keenan out Allen. for multiple games at a time. They lost their offensive starter, offensive tackle, Slater, right off the bat. So yeah. don't count them out. I think they're I think they're going to be a team to watch in the playoffs. I think they can upset some teams. Okay. And they played okay. they 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 should have beat Kansas City earlier this year. So don't count them out. They're I I think Herbert's playing really good right now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Moving on now. We got about. Uh, I would yeah, we got about 18 minutes to go or so. Let's get to some fantasy football mailbag questions before we talk about our biggest, the biggest fantasy disappointments. Um, here's the first. I mean, the, the is, biggest fantasy disappointment is easy. It's Jonathan Taylor. Plain and simple. Well, there's multiple, right? There's multiple guys that that also say, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor is a big disappointment, but there's a few others. Now, can I point out this before we get to the mailbag? That whoever's finished number one in running for running back in a PPR league has never repeated in twelve years. In twelve years, whoever finished RB one the previous year was never able to repeat it. So it's something to monitor. I don't know who currently. I'd have to look it up. I don't know who currently is RB one in PPR this year. I think it's Austin Eckler. I think it's Austin Eckler, but they never repeat. As RB one, not for not for fifteen. I'm oh, sorry, it's not twelve years. It's for fifteen years. Not for fifteen years. It hasn't happened. So what? Didn't Eckler wasn't Eckler the highest one last year? No, Jonathan Taylor was the highest one. Eckler oh, was top right, four. Yeah, right. yeah Eckler okay. was top four. But whoever's been number one has not been able to repeat as number one. Now it's okay, number one, but you still finish in like the top five, right? That's okay. But what we've seen is guys like Christian McCaffrey, they get hurt. They finish maybe as, like, RB25. Jonathan Taylor is going to finish as, like, RB27 this year, I think. Saquon Barkley, the one year I took him at number one, he finished that year as, like, RB18 or 19. So when you take a guy number one overall and they don't even finish in the top five of their position, that fucking kills you. So, yeah. Um, but here's, here's a couple of questions we got. All right. So, mailbag. Who should I start at quarterback uh, this week? I'm in the playoffs. Do I start Justin Fields or do I start Jared Goff? Now, this one's interesting, Josh, because Chicago is expected to have terrible weather. They're playing Buffalo. Jared Goff and Detroit are going to Carolina. I, I, I haven't seen the weather in Carolina, but I, I guarantee you um, Charlotte is not nearly as uh, cold right now as it's going to be in Chicago. Uh, it's currently uh, – well, okay, I might be wrong. Color me wrong. It's going to be about 35 degrees in uh, in Charlotte on Saturday. So, But – 
in Chicago, it's expected to be swirling winds from the lake effect. It's going to be about nine degrees on Saturday. Fields can run the ball with his legs, but I wouldn't expect a lot of passing yards out of him. So I'm leaning Jared Goff in this one. I think I would start Jared Goff against Carolina over Justin Fields against Buffalo in in the weather. No, I mean, I agree with that. Jared Goff's a better option. Carolina's defense is not very good, and it seems like Carolina's throwing the ball, getting a lot of points out of the receivers, and uh, Jamal Williams out of the backfield. So I would be starting him. Yeah. I, I agree with that, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like Fields will probably run for about 80 or 90 yards and maybe a touchdown, but I feel like he's only going to throw for like 125 yards. I think you're looking at like a 18-point day for Fields where I feel like golf can at least get you 25 or so. So, yeah. Um, let's see here. Our next our next mailbag question is who do I start at my flex out of these options? Harry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, um the Terry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, or Juju Smith Schuster? Definitely not Juju. Uh he I mean out? I I would no, I mean I just wouldn't start him. Okay. I, I you got a better option with Gabe Davis or uh Terry McLaurin, honestly. Um Well what Dave, you like, you said, more, like you said, like you said, the weather in Chicago is gonna be rough. So I mean yeah. that has a big issue with uh with throwing the ball. Um it'll probably end up being more running but then you got Terry McLaurin facing that San Francisco defense. Exactly. So. Ah, fuck. Juju's got Juju's going up against Seattle. I'm going Juju all the way here. Juju Smith-Schuster, I think, is a shoe-in against Seattle to get at least seven catches, maybe a touchdown. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he puts up a stat line of seven catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Which in a PPR league, seven catches, seventy seventy-five yards, and a touchdown is fucking twenty points. That's a twenty-point game, which is pretty good. I don't think Heineke is going to be he's able to get the ball. That, What's that? He's not getting that. He's not getting seven right. for well, seventy and a touchdown. You know who's going right. to fucking win, blow that game up is fucking Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's going to have a huge game. All right, but let me just tell you, the last two weeks, Josh, against Denver, he had nine catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. And against Houston, he had 10 catches for 88 yards. That's the last two weeks. Okay. Oh, I forgot uh, what Hardman's out, too. That's right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would say then start Juju. I fucking hate yeah. that dude so much. <laughs> he screwed me over a few years ago when I drafted him. So, haven't liked him since. <laughs> All right. Uh, the last mailbag uh, that we got is a tight end question, and it is... Mike uh, likes tight ends, everybody. Just 
Just throwing that out there. Thank you, man. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, That is a great thing to say to me. But, anyway, tight end question. Uh, Who do I start, Dallas Goddard or Darren Waller? Mm, That one's a tough one. I'm going Dallas Uh. Goddard because I think Minnesota will look for him early and often against Dallas. Um, the Raiders scare me Saturday night at Pittsburgh. Uh, the weather's not going to be good in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense. I feel like Car. I feel like the Raiders are going to run Josh Jacobs. I'm even worried for Devontae Adams this week. I, I don't know if Devontae Adams is going to get the necessary volume or the amount of targets he needs to have a big game because I think the weather's going to be bad. Um, I like Dallas Goddard there in Dallas, in Jerry World. I, I think I know he's been injured and he's making his return, but I, I could see him coming up with maybe like six catches and 65, 70 yards. I think he's going to have a solid game. I feel like Waller's going to look at a two-catch, 25-yard game. So I, 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 I think Goddard uh, is the play there. No, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think Min. Minshew is going to look at the tight end running back out of the back cell instead of the receivers as much. And and yeah. when Minshew was there, he was always looking at the tight end when he was throwing it. So. Yeah. All right. We got about 10 minutes to go. We talked, we talked disappointments. I didn't get to the pound for pound bracket. I didn't have enough time to create it. Uh, so we'll push that to next week uh, and to discuss that. But here's I, – I'll say this, Josh and Joe. I had a hard time with this because some of the pushback I had from people is, why are you not including heavyweight boxers? Why are you not including – That's what I was saying. Go- okay. But let me ask you a question, Josh. You go pound for pound, and you have heavyweight boxers like Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and Joe Lewis on there who never fought at any other weight class but heavyweight. How can you really be pound for pound the best fighter? When you talk about pound for pound fighters, it's guys that have fought at several different weight classes. How can you say pound for pound? You're I mean, the because best some of these ball. heavyweights were pound for pound the best fighters in the world at the time. That's why. All right. Like, so, Lennox Lewis. All right. When so he let's was add to this bracket then. What heavyweight fighters? I'm assuming that you're going to say Muhammad Ali. What other heavyweight fighters do you believe should be included in this pound-for-pound pound list? Well, I mean, you got the other undefeated guy, Rocky Marciano. He's got to be on Get there. The fuck, the fuck out of here, Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano is not one of the top pound-for-pound pound fighters of all time. Hey, no he way. was 49. He didn't fight anybody. Hey, he was still undefeated. You got to put him on the list. You've got to put him on the list. It's not your list. It's what people think. Let them choose. It is my on list. The pound for pound. This is for our Rocky fans. Marciano, right? Rocky Marciano is not on any pound for pound list. Google search it. Look at it. Nobody mentions Rocky Marciano on the best pound for pound fighters list. He's Nobody. 48, 48 no. So he's 48-0. No. Or 49-0. He didn't find Enough anybody. Stuff. Doesn't he didn't matter. didn't find anybody. Doesn't matter. A bunch He's of still undefeated. Or washed up guys. You fought Joe Lewis, but uh, Joe Lewis was 175 years old. I mean, fucking same thing with fucking Floyd Mayweather, but everybody considers him the 
pound for pound all time fighter. He didn't fight anybody. No, but he still fought unless they're out of the prime. Fought, dude. He still fought dudes in their prime. He fought he fought Arturo Gotti in his prime. He fought Jose, Jose Luis Castillo and Zab Judah in this in their primes. He fought Ricky Hatton in his prime. So he fought he fought Sal he fought like Sal Alvarez. Sal Alvarez wasn't washed, but he wasn't quite ready yet at that time. He but he fought Sal yet. Alvarez. What? I that, I mean that's that's the story of Floyd though. I mean the the big fights that uh People want to see. He waited for them until they were older because he knew they were. They, he could have got beat. Manny Pacquiao, really, Caleb Boya. He waited for them fights. Come on, and you know it. Me and you Dale had this Hoya. discussion a long time ago. We call him the Duck Master of all time. Yeah, Duck and I know. Well, Dale all Hoya, time. I, I don't count Dale Hoya. I'll count Pacquiao and Sugar Shane Mosley because he waited to fight. Definitely waited to fight those guys. But Dale he, Hoya just he refused to go fight some of these young kids that are out there right now. You know he he wanted no piece of these guys. Andre Ward, Terrence Crawford. Andre Ward's a bum, dude. Who Andre I don't Ward? Know. Yeah, Did, wasn't he undefeated in like thirty fights and then retired? Am I thinking of or am That's I thinking of bum. Andre Berto? Am I thinking of thinking of Andre Berto, Josh? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I might be thinking Andre of Andre Burton. I'm undefeated champion, bro. Come on. Okay. And you're the boxing right. expert of this group. What the well, fuck? Well, I was thinking of Andre Burton, okay? I was confusing him with Andre Burton, who was a who yeah, was a uh-huh. Yeah. All I hear uh-huh. is fucking uh-huh. excuses now. Fuck off. All right. Expert. Listen here, Max no. Kellerman. I'm going to that change gears for a minute here. As we go, I wanted to talk baseball and Bauer, but I'm going to save that to Monday because we only got about five minutes to go here. Um, we maybe get to some baseball contracts. We'll see. But I was listening to this podcast, and Quentin Tarantino was on it. And he revealed something very interesting to me that I thought, man, that makes the movie so much different. And that is he revealed on the podcast that when he was writing Inglorious Bastards, and he wrote the part for the Bear Jew. He had Adam Sandler in mind. He wrote that part for Adam Sandler. And it turns out Sandler was shooting at the same time Funny People, the Judd Apatow movie, and he wasn't available to do Inglorious Bastards. And it left it left Tarantino scrambling a little bit and trying to find the right guy because he had specifically wrote that part for Adam Sandler. And he had even talked to Sandler about it um, uh, about a year prior, like, hey, I'm writing this part for you, and described it. And Sandler was like, oh, my God, that's fucking awesome. I get to fucking kill Nazis with a baseball bat. And then it turns out by the time the movie was ready to go into production, Sandler was already on Funny People. So uh, Tarantino turned to his good friend Eli Roth to play the same part, but – Man, how much different is that movie if Sandler is Bear Jew? Never, never seen the movie, so I couldn't tell you. Holy fuck! You've never seen the movie, Josh? Nope. Oh, all dude. I know is that it's Joe, got you... in, right? Yeah, Joe, have you seen Inglorious Bastards before? Yes, I have seen Inglorious Bastards. Shame I mean, on John. You could be the Bear Jew. I feel like you could be the Bear Jew too. 
It's because he's he's called the bear. He's just not Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he's just not Jewish. But we can put a yam, put a yarmulke on him. We'll pass it off. <laughs> he convert. He <laughs> uh, um, always yeah. He could always convert. Joe, let me get some opinion on this, man. Like, what what do you think? Is, is it how much does the movie change if Sandler's in uh, cast as a bear Jew? Here, hold on one sec. Uh, All right. Was that you or did Joe no, do that? Or Josh. Josh, you got to watch it. It's on Flex. It's on Flex. You got to see it. You got to watch it. In fact, tonight, so, I, feel like, I feel like you should watch it. All right, sorry. So I'm, I'm putting my I'm putting my fucking apron on on baking some fucking cookies. God damn it! All right, that's all right. All right, go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say. I mean, do I think it? I don't. I don't know if it would have improved the movie. Like, the movie was good. Like, and the you know with the baseball bat and everything, like, fantastic. But I don't know if I can see Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just okay. not visualizing it. Well, I think it's because we think of him as like a comedic role and kind of like he'd be beating a, a Nazi's head and be like, "Have a do, Hey, I wasn't talking to you. Like that's like how I imagine him doing things. But he can turn serious when he needs to be, as evidenced in, in like Uncut Gems and Love and other movies. So I. I oh think, yeah, no, I'm not saying I, he couldn't. He does, I'm not yeah. saying he doesn't have the range to be able to um, to be that serious. I'm just – it'd be hard for him. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I definitely, like, think there would – and you know he would have had to have put his little spin into it. So, you know, he'd be like, all right, already. <laughs> so – Good but it stuff, is interesting that it is – it is interesting to hear that, uh, you know, that part was written for him. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking, and, of and shows, you know, like, oh. I'm, speaking of show, I'm, uh, I just re- uh, a little earlier today. So, have you guys watched that Netflix uh, series Wednesday? Yeah, that was pretty fucking good. good. No, I haven't watched Wednesday. Wednesday. It's called Wednesday. I haven't watched it. Okay. Um, but anyway. So apparently um, they have this connection where I guess the Adams family, uh, this timeline is in the same world as um, the Evil Dead movies. And okay. So you know, in the, in the series, they're like, "Oh, you have a walking hand. Where did it come from?" And they're like, "I don't know. You know, it's just a family secret. We don't know." Well. Come to find out, like if, if they're trying to connect that um, Ash from Evil Dead when he cuts his hand off, the last time you see it is he ki- the hand kills somebody and then disappears. They they think that they're trying to say that it actually ran off and then ended up in the Adams family. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, very interesting. I was just thinking of that. All right, guys, we got here for Friday. Uh, we will be back at it on Monday. 
Uh, everybody have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your holiday. Stay warm out there. Uh, we will be back on Monday, uh, I'm sure, to uh, to uh, update everybody on all the happenings of the sports weekend. Uh, so everybody take care. Merry Christmas and enjoy the holiday. Merry Christmas to both of you. Joe, I'll see you tomorrow, uh, bitch. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> we cover all bases. Face it, you can't erase us. Back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered. Yeah, yeah, you know you love it. I thought they'd be off with a dome. First to the second.